This is the Monday, September 27th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for Monday night football tonight. So settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Folgerman, Anita Marks with you as we always are on this Monday morning. And we'll dive into Monday Night Football in just a second, Anita. But I know you're emotionally happy about what happened at Whistling Straits. Your Americans, the red, white, and blue, dominated Team Europe. Now, we may have wagered on Europe because of the price and the value, but sometimes it feels good to lose a bet, especially when your boys, our boys, rocking the red, white, and blue, uh, won in such dominating fashion. I mean, that's the exact way to look at it, right? <laughs> like, like, like the, there was no, there was no loser <laughs> heading into, right? Because of, because of our podcast and talking about, of course, uh, the Ryder Cup and I was all over the Europeans. Um, you know, you hit the nail on the head, Tyler. You know, the odds were just too good. And listen, full transparency, I doubled down on Saturday. I wow. doubled down. They were nine to one. So I doubled down. I thought for sure they would come back. Here's, here's where I failed. I faded DeChambeau because I heard about the hand injury. And I faded Morikawa because I wasn't sure if his back had healed. You know, Brooks Kepka was being, you know, Brooks Kepka. And, <laughs> uh, and, and I was expecting more from Rory and Paul Casey. That, that chorus fit their game to a T. So I was wrong on all accounts. But you're absolutely right. Even though I lost money. Um, it was really fun to cheer for Team USA and what a butt whipping it was. So uh, really, yeah, just really cons- fun. Consider the losses, the price it cost to keep that Ryder Cup trophy or keep it here after it uh, came over from across the pond with the Euros. So sometimes the win or sometimes the loss can be worth it if you have the right perspective and right lens to look at it. All right, Anita, let's dive into Monday Night Football. Uh, of course, uh, during the NFL season, fans are contractually obligated at least once or twice to see an NFC East battle on Monday night football. And this one is the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night in Dallas. And usually, Anita, we're on the same, uh, in terms of crafting a game script, we're usually on the same page, but I think we're a little different with how we see this game. So I'll let you start. Tell me the game script you're creating for Monday night football and some of the plays that correlate that from the uh, side and total perspective. Then we'll get into props. You got it. All right. So this is how I'm playing this game. Um, I'm playing the Eagles plus three and a half. I'm playing the Eagles on the money line. I like the under here at 51 and a half. And also, I don't know about you. I, I you know, I know we're only, we're, we're three weeks in, but I, I'm making a killing on two team six point yep. teasers. I haven't lost a two team six point teaser all year, Tyler. So I'm going to keep it rolling. Eagles plus nine and a half. And I'm going to pair that up with the Bengals taking on the Jags on Thursday night. And I'm going to tease them down to one and a half. So that's how I'm playing this game. All right. Game script. Dallas, they've got a lot of defensive players that are banged up and aren't playing. As we know, Lawrence is out. Their strong safety. Wilson is doubtful. Even if he does play, he's dealing with a groin issue. Armstrong, Thompson, Neal. So, um, you know, they're missing a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. And Tyler, this would be the first time that the Dallas Cowboys defense will go up against a quarterback that has the ability to create with its legs with, with Jalen yep. Hurts. They went up against Tom Brady and, uh, and, and Herbert. So this is a whole different animal for them. So, uh, you know, I, I do like that dimension. Meanwhile, for Dak, this is the best defense in essence, like with all due respect to the, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, look, they're not the defense 
that helped them win the Super Bowl last year. Um, the Eagles defense have only allowed one explosive passing play. Big reason for that is because they could get after the quarterback only rushing four. And as we know, that's the elixir. That's the special sauce when it comes to, you know, playing quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, what we saw the Chargers be able to do yesterday against Patrick Mahomes. And also, so they're, they're this, so the Eagles have the second lowest blitz rate, but they really can get after the quarterback, like I said, uh, with, with four. So with all those things, uh, also, of course, you've got um, Amari Cooper, who's playing with a crack rib. Uh, um, Gall uh, Gallup is out. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I just, I really, I really like the Eagles in this spot right here. I, I really, really do. Yeah, I, I understand the Eagles uh, side, especially at plus three and a half. Um, I, I don't have a conviction one way or the other on the side. Uh, as far as the game script I'm, I'm creating, um, it's going to be a tight game. Um, I, I can see the value in the Eagles money line, and I can see the value in the Eagles plus three in that hook. If it was three or less, I'd probably lean to the Cowboys side, but at plus three and a half, I think that's you know sound process. Uh, to take the Eagles in a game that I kind of see as a coin flip, given the circumstances that you laid out. However, where we differ is I do think uh, we, we go over that total of 51 and a half because what you mentioned about the Dallas defense being so compromised, the Eagles have the personnel and scheme to take advantage of that. Jalen Hurts can wreck any defense with his legs, especially one that is down, uh, you know, two or three of its biggest playmakers. The, the Cowboys haven't been um, good stopping the pass anyways. And I think Devontae, or Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Quez Watkins. There's some speed. There's some ability as far as the pass catchers on the Dallas, on the Eagles side. So I think they can exploit that and put some points on the board. I know the Dallas Cowboys are going to put points on the board, even with the issues they have. As long as CD and uh, Amari are out there, even if Amari is, you know, 85, 90%, I now trust in Dak. Uh, he, he's now taking his game to a level where I trust in him at home, especially uh, having, you know, four of his five weapons, because I consider Pollard and Zeke two weapons in the backfield that he can use. Um, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, again, no Lyle Collins, and that hurts, but um, there's still enough there for them to score points at home uh, against a really good defense. If this game was in Philadelphia, I'd be playing the under, but since it's on the fast track of Jarrah World indoors, where the, the uh, Eagles are going to be dealing with a compromised defense, and Dak is going to have a quiet crowd at the line of scrimmage where he can check into his audibles and access every part of the playbook he wants. I see this going over 51 and a half. So that's where we differ a little bit. And my stronger conviction is on the total. I can see either team winning this game, but I definitely like the over uh, 51 and a half. So we'll see how that plays out. I imagine prop plays are going to correlate with the game script we're creating here. So we might have some differing opinions here, but I'll let you uh, have the tee box, Anita Marks. We'll continue the golf theme. <laughs> uh, what prop plays do you have for Eagles and Cowboys? I'm probably you're you're like the one person I'm probably most excited to tee it up with. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I get I, you know I'm in New York. Hopefully I find my way out to Las Vegas at some point in time, especially in the winter here, and we can play. But all right, my prop bets um, heading into tonight: um, Jalen Hurts zero interceptions, and you could get that at plus money at plus 105. Listen, the Eagles' offensive line has been a major reason, you know, and. He just, he has a ton of time. He's got, I read a, a stat on PFF. He's got 3.11 seconds. That's his average time to throw. So <laughs> he's not getting rushed. He's not getting hurried. He's playing smart football. Um, so zero interceptions. Eagles have no inter no turnovers this season, by the way, folks. So wow. um, I like zero interceptions for Hertz at plus 105. Also, um, it's really hard to, uh, to, for, for quarterbacks, um, well, actually, that's incorrect. It's 
it's Dallas does not really present a lot of pressure for a quarterback. So I think Hurts is going to have a lot of time back there. And I don't think he's going to have to run. I know there's design plays for him, but I'm not anticipating it. So I have Hurts under 53 and a half rushing yards. I also have Hurts over 33 and a half passing attempts. I think he's going to throw the ball a lot tonight as opposed to tucking it and running it. Also, I like Sanders, Miles Sanders, over 59 and a half rushing yards. I also like him to score an anytime touchdown at plus 140. Um, He's got 28 carries for 129 yards already this season. And the Dallas Cowboys, uh, they're very good covering running backs out of the backfield in the passing game, but you can run against them. And the last Eagles prop bet I've got is Dallas Goddard. Now, this is a great stat here. Dallas loves playing in Dallas. Okay, 11 11 of 12 targets for 151 yards and two touchdowns. And of course, we know Zach Ertz, he's expected to be uh, active today, but he's still coming off of COVID-19. So I expect a lot of targets. So I like over three and a half receptions as well as over 36 and a half receiving yards for Goddard. And also I love Goddard finding the end zone at plus 225. Those are my eagle. Okay. Eagle. Let me hop in on the Eagles side. I, I I can get with you on Sanders and Goddard, especially the concern about Ertz. One, he's not the best tight end on that team anymore. Goddard's the most talented tight end. He's the better tight end. Um, so I think they need to feature him more. I, I like uh, what you're doing there. Sanders, I think there's some value at that anytime TD because I do think Philadelphia will score and Sanders uh, can be used at the goal line, although Jalen Hurts takes some of that equity away. Um, as far as Hurts is concerned, I just don't have a good read on which way he's going to beat this Dallas defense Um, because you can run on them uh, because they're not stout up front really. And then you can pass on them, especially now because they have lost to Marcus Lawrence. Randy Gregory's not there. They've had to slide Micah Parsons down to defensive end. Um, and they're, they've had, they're better at the back end, but they're still not, you know, a great uh, team as far as a secondary Hurts and Philadelphia's strength is running the football, um, but against a defense like Dallas, I think Hurts can be you know closer to his most efficient self in the passing game because Dallas's defense is not like you know the L.A. Rams or you know the, the Pittsburgh Steelers something like that. So I just don't know which way Hurts is going to get access to those points that I expect him to score. Will he just rely on his strength running the football or will Nick Sirianni say, Hey, we can use you and your arm a little bit more. So that's why I don't have a good read on the the rushing yards or the attempts. Um, That's why I'm just passing there, but I see where you're coming from uh, on the Eagle side with me having such difficulty getting a grasp on the way that the Eagles are going to score points. I just defaulted to this, Anita, my only Eagles bet, is to have the team total over 23 and a half. They need three touchdowns and a field goal, and I think they can do that in this matchup where Dallas is going to push the pace and where Dallas has that compromised defense. So I don't know if it's going to be two rushing touchdowns from Hurts or if he's going to take to the air and hook up with, you know, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and Dallas Goddard. I just think there will be at least three touchdowns and a field goal from the Eagles' side. doesn't matter how it happens. I just need them to get 24 points. I'm going to play their team total over 24. I'm sorry to all the listeners out there. I don't have a better grasp of how it will happen. I just have a conviction that they'll at least score 24 points. On the Dallas side, though, I have a little bit better conviction on or read on how they're going to do this. And it's going to be Dak Prescott and, and throwing the ball through the air, Anita. 
If you look at this Eagles team this season, uh, they've been really good uh, at stymieing the run. And the Falcons would say, all right, that's not a very good team running the football. Well, they also stymied the San Francisco 49ers, who may have the best run scheme in the entire NFL. So far this season, Philadelphia is allowing 3.6 yards per carry, and they have not allowed a single rushing touchdown on 56 touches um, uh, against the uh, 49ers and the Falcons. And then on top of that, they lose their best top, their top pass rusher, Brandon Graham, to an Achilles tear. So now they're super, super stout up front in the middle, especially Fletcher Cox and, and Javon Hargrave. But their passing defense has taken a big hit. And that's been the easiest, easier way, I should say, to this point to attack them. So I think Kellen Moore, smartly like he did against Tampa Bay, is going to have Dak Prescott drop back and throw that thing 40, 45 times. Hook up with Amari Cooper, hook up with uh, CeeDee Lamb, hook up with his tight ends, use Tony Pollard and Zeke out of the backfield. So I'm over 37 and a half pass attempts for Dak Prescott, because I think that's a smart way to attack this Philadelphia defense. And I'm under 15 and a half rushing attempts for Ezekiel Elliott. So I don't think they're going to need to run the ball. And because Tony Pollard's playing so well, that's going to take a little bit of rushing equity out of uh, the volume that Ezekiel Elliott gets. So love those. I think you can go over on receptions for both Amari and CD. I think Amari's is five and a half. I think CD's is six and a half, but maybe a little plus value there. I just think the Cowboys will score their points and it's going to come through the air given this matchup. How do you see the Dallas side playing out? All right, so um, here are my Dallas Cowboy prop bets. Uh, I, I love C.D. Lamb tonight, over six and a yeah. half receptions with Gallup being out, and again, Amari Cooper banged up with a with a, a cracked rib, and he and I do he's still going to get the respect, and I think he's going to get the best uh, DB on him. That I think it's really going to open up things for C.D. Lamb. So I, I love six and a half over six and a half receptions. He's just he's been a target monster already, and you got to love the chemistry that you see between him and Dak already. I love where you're going with Ezekiel Elliott. Look. I'm team Pollard. I think it's ridiculous the amount of money Dallas Cowboys are paying Ezekiel Elliott. Pollard, to me, is the best back in that backfield, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. Um, 123 yards on 16 carries. He has seven targets on the season already through 60 yards. And here's here's an even, glaring, even more glaring uh, nugget for you. Ezekiel Elliott does not have a broken or missed tackle in, his, in 27 rushes this season. Not one. Pollard has three on 16 rushes. OK, Pollard is averaging 4.2 yards prior to contact. Zeke, 1.6. So for me, it's all about Pollard. Dallas Cowboys want to win. They need to get him more involved. So I love over 57 and a half rushing and receiving yards for him. Um, and then also, I think, you know, I'm not really sold on the uh, on the, the Cowboys tight end situation. So I've got Schultz under 26 and a half receiving yards. The Eagles, their defense has been stellar they've been great yeah. against tight ends and he's barely playing 75 percent of the offensive snaps so i'm going under 28 and a half receiving yards and last but not least i think the dallas cowboys offense is uh i i think they're going to be cut short in a few drives so i love i love zerline over seven and a half points the eagles have allowed three field goals in two games and so um, I think their defense is, is, is going to show up tonight. And I think Zerline is going to score more than seven and a half points. All right. That'll do it for Monday night. Again, we're usually a little bit more than uh, 10 minutes, but I know I need to have some week four lines real quickly, 30 seconds or less. Week four lines to consider jumping on now because the market may move by the time we get to Thursday and Sunday. Well, they always move. Uh, we know that. <laughs> You know, compared to what we talk about now and then what we can what we talk about on Sunday for our daily wager show that airs at 9 a.m. Shameless plug, not so shameless. All right. So some lines that I already jumped on last night in this morning. 
you got to love the Panthers in the way they're playing, right? Tyler, I mean, here, here's how bad is Adam Gase that now the worst Tannehill goes to Tennessee and thrives. And now Sam Darnold is, has oh, three games over 300 passing yards and the, and the Panthers are three and oh, a big reason is because of their defense. They're coming in this week with extra time where we know the Dallas Cowboys are coming in with a short work week, man. I love the Panthers at plus four and a half. Uh, the Lions at play, uh, plus three and a half. Man, one of my favorite prop bets this week was Justin Fields over passing yards, over passing and rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he lay yeah. a big fat egg. I, so, I you ate know, some pro there dude's too. Not ready. Listen, dude's not, you know, all these guys, a lot of, you know, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, trailing guys, are, they're not ready for the NFL. I like the Lions plus three and a half. Give me the Lions with the hook. Uh, the Vikings yeah. won. Finally, the Vikings, they bring it together. A very impressive win against Seattle. They're home for the second straight week. People don't realize that stadium, a very difficult stadium to play in. They designed it so that the noise and ambiance really affects the opposing team as opposed to the home team. Last but not least, uh, the Washington football team as a pick them against Atlanta. <laughs> I know Atlanta beat the Giants. They're both horrible football teams. So uh, give me Washington. I know they got their butts handed to them by the Buffalo Bills, but I think Washington takes care of Atlanta in in cold Atlanta. And last but not least, I told you I'm winning a lot with these two team six-point teasers. So I'm going to tease the Saints down to minus two, back at home at the Superdome against the Giants. Those fans are going to be electric. And give me the Rams, your Rams, Tyler, as a pick mm-hmm. Arizona, man, I love this Rams team. I told people before the season, so you know, the Bills and the Rams, by the way, are my Super Bowl. Those are the two teams. I've got the Bills winning, but the Bills Rams, those those are that, that's my Super Bowl matchup this year. And boy, the last two games, Bills have looked great. Rams look amazing. So the Rams is a pick'em at home again, two straight weeks at home against Arizona. Yeah, it's another big spot for the Rams. Obviously, against Tampa Bay, you're considering the potential for the number one overall seed in the NFC. They get that big win. Now Arizona, a team that is also undefeated uh, and the top of the NFC West, vying for a top spot in the division and the conference. So another big game for the Rams next week. I'll be glued to that, obviously. Like the Saints uh, at home, only having to win by a field goal against Danny Dimes and uh, his turnover propensity. Uh, with that crowd affecting the noise because of the situation that they're finally back home. And, of course, just a great crowd and a good defense that they got there in New Orleans. Great stuff, Anita. As always, on Mondays, we like to, you know, stretch it out for you a little bit. A little more than 10 minutes, but hope you enjoy it. And it's worthwhile information that you can apply to your betting card for the day. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. And we will talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager Podcast. (laughs) 